ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. All right, we can talk now because uh, rants are over. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got our soapboxes out of the way before yeah, we hit the uh, record. I'm sure we'll jump back on uh, at some point in here. So on with, uh, shit, I think this is 3.0. Weaver 3.0, man. Um, maybe more than that with the with the uh, roundtable discussions. Shit, we might be yeah. higher than that. Um, I, I am shocked every time you invite me. (laughs) (laughs) No, so this one, I didn't send you bullets and usually I I like to send bullets out because I liked, I like for everyone to at least have an opportunity to get on the same thought process, right? The thought path, but, but this is an easy one for me. And, you know, I, I appreciate you getting on first off. Um, and I tell you all the time, man, I, I love what you do. I appreciate what you do, the way you represent the hunting community and yourself. Um, it, it's top notch, brother. And I, and I, I'll, I'll never not say that to you when I talk to you. Um, I just, that's the way I feel. I think the first time I met you, I told you that, right. I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, and I respect the hell out of you. The one thing, okay, this is, this is, this is the entire conversation may take us 10 fucking minutes. And if it's 20 minutes long, then folks, I'm sorry. So at the end of not the season that just passed, but last season, right? So 2020, um, you weren't feeling that great. You, you came out of season and you beat the shit out of yourself and you, you got that, that postseason depression, right? Which I'm sure a lot of us have gone through. I've gone through it. Um, and you weren't in a good headspace. And 
Correct. We talked a couple, you know, three times throughout the year. And, and you said, you know, you, you got on your, your exercise regimen and, and you said, I'm going to change this next year. I'm going to get in shape. And you were shooting like a motherfucker. Not that you don't anyway. Um, and you got to grinding. And, and the one thing that stood out to me when we did one of our roundtables, I think it was the archery roundtable. And you said, I'm focused on woodsmanship. I'm going to stop with the gear junkie stuff. I'm slowing that down and I'm focusing on my woodsmanship. Dude, going into this season, I was excited to watch, right? But I had no <laughs> idea that you were going to take that defeat in 2020 and turn it around to a flipping phenomenal 2021 season based on what I heard was I'm working on my woodsmanship. So I felt, dude, that was more than appropriate to sit down and have a conversation on what flipped the switch? Well, we know getting your ass kicked did. Uh, yep. <laughs> what flipped the switch <laughs> yeah. and and what was your focus and and how you went into this year? What the woodsmanship meant to you? Because um, and, and I'll let you tell how many animals you knocked down. But shit, I don't think you went out and came back with it uh, with an unnotched tag, brother. Yeah, you know, the only one I, I the only one I swung, I didn't swing and miss. I just was too picky was the spring bear tag. Um, and I, I'm just picky. I mean, I am if, and I, and I, I just, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, that's just the way it is. But, um, you know, so I, I, what, for whatever reason, I didn't find one that I wanted to kill that was killable. I just couldn't put it together. Um, but I guess go back to 2020. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bad loser. <laughs> I am a bad loser, man. I, I freaking hate not filling tags. I mean, people can say, well, you know, Fred quote, Fred bear. And if you, yeah, I mean, everybody knows that quote. And I'm just like, man, Bump that's that. not me. That's not me. I, 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 I am not that guy. I mean, maybe when I get older, I'll be that guy. But at this point, my, my success doesn't hinge on whether I fill a certain tag. It, my, my season hinges on whether I kill an elk or not. Like mm -hmm. that is paramount. That is my season. I could kill a, 130 inch blacktail and not kill a bull. And I failed. Like right. if I killed a bull and didn't kill 130 inch blacktail, I succeeded. Like that's, that's my season. And, and the, every literally, literally, I mean, this may sound dramatic every freaking day I was out in the woods, 2020 was in the back of my head. Actually it was in the front of my head because every, every time I went out, I went out, I mean, I, I hunt logged the crap out of my season on, on that app. And I forgot to, I, I must've missed 15 times when I went out on the hunt log, just cause I forgot. Mm -hmm. I, I was out almost every day this year. I mean, I was out before season. I was scouting. I was going out with my buddy, Brad Powell, setting up trail cams, finding out, finding bears, shooting bears. I was out in August when no one, well, there's actually quite a few people out this August. I shot a bear. I first trip out, I think might've been opening day. I forget. And, um, just kept hitting the woods. I know I was never out of the woods this year. And I just, the, the, the feeling of defeat and then opening my freezer and then having to like dip into the bottom of my freezer, just <laughs> pissed me the hell off. I'm like, and I knew I like, and it last year was, was supposed to be the best season I've ever had. I had the tags. I took, I, I spent some coin. Like I, I was going to have a great season and then I didn't kill anything. I killed a, I killed a great spring bear and that was it. I mean, I just, man, I mean, I, I, I hate failing, I guess more than I, more than I like succeeding. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Like I hate missing more than I love hitting what I'm shooting at. And like that, that sting of failure 
it's probably honestly going to drive me into 2022. Cause it's still like, I'm still pissed about it. I mean, I could have a great year. I had a good year this year, one of the best years I've ever had. And 2020 just sucked. I just, I never again. And I, and it's still, it's still causing me to have resentment towards, <laughs> towards that season. Like I, I can't, I can't stand it. And, and so, um, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. That was the, that was the driving force. You know, it wasn't, um, it was to go out and, and, and just get away from all the bullshit. You notice I haven't even uploaded a bow review video this mm-hmm. year. Like I haven't, I haven't, and I've been getting questions about it. You know, when are you going to do it? And I don't even know if I will. And that's where 99% of my income comes in from YouTube is those bow review videos. And I'm just like, you know, fuck it. Like, I don't really want to do that anymore. And I can, I mean, I, if, if I did, it would strictly be for the paycheck because I get, I get a little bit of money from YouTube, not a lot, but enough to make it worth it. But that, that money is like becoming like just less and less. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've, I have turned the corner, you know, like you said, it's, 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 I want to go back to having fun. I want to go back to just focusing on when I used to be just an absolute killer. Like it didn't matter if it was 90 degrees out on, on a Saturday, you, you gave me half an hour to an hour and I would have a deer on the ground. It would be that automatic. It would, it was, I mean, I know that sounds bad or cocky, but that's how it good I was is. back yeah, then. That is and, what it um, is. I mean, I could go, I could go to a unit. I could tell you to sit here and I had, I'd have a deer in your lap. I'd push him right to you. Cause I did that five to 10 times that summer by myself, figuring out what trails they were going out. And I would sit you on one of those trails. It was, it was that easy, that automatic. It wasn't like it was rocket science. Right. And, I mean, I wanted to get back to that. And so, um, Brad Powell is out in the woods more than any other person I know. And so I'm like, you know, I'm just going to kind of hitch my boat to yours and I'm just going to float next to you. And, and, and just, you know, when you, when you're out there, I'm going to try and be out there too. And, and, um, it, it, it worked. I mean, it, it really did. I, I, I got to go to Wyoming this year, which was a huge blessing. I want to really start exploring different States and I got to go to Idaho again got my shit pushed in in Idaho again. I mean, that was not an easy hunt. And then, um, had the hardest black tail season I've ever had. I mean, I got my butt kicked every day until I shot that buck. It was the first, first branch buck I saw in over a month. Like I, I don't, I don't think people realize how hard I hunted and how much I struggled this year. The only thing I didn't struggle on ironically was elk. And I was, that was a good year. It was just a good year this year, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know uh, where you want me to go with that, but I, I just refused to have another empty freezer year. And um, you know, it, it, it was such a good year that I shot a bear and I donated the whole thing to uh, to the veterans association um, across the street. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm talking skull, hide, pause, everything. I mean, everything got donated. I, I didn't, you know, if I, if I'm not willing to eat the meat, I shouldn't keep the skull in my opinion. And so I donated the whole thing and, and, um, and I was willing to eat the meat, but I promised them I would give them an animal this year. And, and I did, and the, the hide and, or not the hide, but the skull and the claws and the bones went to biology classes and, and to the, uh, local, um, native, native Indian, um, ceremonial things like they use some of it in some ceremonies oh, and shit, cool. which was, which was pretty wild. Like thinking that you know, this bare knuckle is going to be like, I, I pictured him throwing them out on the table, like a voodoo. Guy, <laughs> but I, I doubt that's what they did with them. That's awesome. But, though, man. Um, Good but on you on that yeah. One. Yeah. It went for me from being like, I had elk burger and that was, you know, and a few steaks left in the freezer to being able to donate a whole bear. Like I felt like 
that to me was like, and that was before I even filled any of my other tags. I, I just, I knew, I knew I was going to make it happen this year. And, um, it just, I don't know. I, it didn't really matter. It didn't, nothing else really mattered. I knew I was going to put in the work. I mean, I just, I did, I, whenever I put in the work and, 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 and this, a famous quote, but the harder I work, the luckier I get. That's it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I just, that's just been my experience. And so I, you can call it luck if you want, but I, I just, I put in the work this year, man. And I refuse to have another 2020 and, and, um, you know, I was planning on going to Arizona and that kind of just fell through this week, but, um, you know, I, I'm out looking for cougars and, and coyotes now and trying to help that situation out. Cause Oregon's great for predators. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So, so what do you think? Do you think that, that you lost some focus with, with on point and doing the bow reviews and getting wrapped up in the gear um, that kind of distracted you, excuse me, distracted you from your skill set, or, or how did that, you know, in hindsight, uh, where do you, do you have any idea where that went? Well, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a five gallon bucket that you're trying to fit 10 gallons in and you only got so much time and you can either be a really good gear expert and just shoot all the new shit and spend all your money on gear and and just learn how to use that know all the specs. I mean, if you ask me the internal diameter of a day six, 300 spine, I would say it was, uh, it was probably a one, six, four. I, Last year, I could tell you what every spine, internal, outside diameter, internal diameter. I could tell you the GPIs of all of them. It didn't matter. Didn't you could take me to Black Eagle, take me to Axis. <laughs> I'd be boom. I'd know it. Like I knew it, and I knew the poundage, uh, how much each bow weighed. I knew. I knew the the letoffs. I, I I knew all that shit. I don't know. I don't even know what the new Hoyt's called this year, or if they even came out. God, like I don't care. Did. I don't think they I have. don't know. I know Matthews came out with another Halon six version. I don't know, but I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And I've, I haven't been happier since I started doing those, but like when it, when I started it, it was really fun. And then it just kind of, it, it's a balanced thing, man. I mean, you can do bow reviews and you can be a good hunter, but I was so far one side, just, I mean, I'd get the Lancaster magazine and I'd, flip through that and I'd memorize all the specs on everything I wanted to memorize. And, and, uh, it just, it got to the point where it was like, instead of doing that, I could be out putting boots on the ground, putting trail cams out. I could be out driving around. I could, I could be doing something productive and instead of being a know-it-all really right. is what it was. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, if you, if, if you want to talk arrow setups, I can still talk your ear off about arrow setups. I mean, principles, um, principles really don't change when it comes to an arrow setup. What's important 50 years ago is still important today. In my opinion. I mean, you need, you need like the Ashbury, the Ashby stuff. A lot of that stuff are principles. Those are common sense things that were important 50 years ago, whether you're shooting a trad bow or whether you're shooting a compound bow. Um, pretty much most of that is transferable. I mean, it's, it's, that shit's not going to change. And so um, once you have that down, you, you can really just go out and focus on what's going to kill you animals. And that's, woodsmanship. I mean, that's like, you already said it, it's woodsmanship. So it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I do feel like the, I, I, and it was my own fault. The, the, the gear pulled me away from what was making me successful and honestly making me happy. And, um, it, it just, uh, I have the gear that I need. Um, 
minus after Idaho, I need, I need to make some changes, but <laughs> I have the gear that I need. Uh, and I, I have the knowledge I need. I just need to put in the work and rinse, wash and repeat right. at this point. Yeah. Cause I mean, honestly, you said it earlier, right? It, it, it's time in the <clears> woods <throat> and well, maybe it's not because I did 27 days on the Elk Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but it does it amounts well, of time in the woods. And I've and I've noticed it, right? Um over the years where man, I'll be out, you know, it's 110 degrees and I don't care. Every weekend, you know, I'm grinding. It's 110, 115, suffering, sweating, dying. But it always translates into a notch tag. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't have to be a huge buck, but you know, that area is great area sometimes. And sometimes it's a, it's a 10 inch two by two, you know what I mean? And it's like, man, it is yeah. what it is, but it's about time on the mountain, time in the woods, wherever on the plains, if it's antelope, if you're not putting the time in, it just, it just goes to the wayside and you don't even realize it right. because you still have the skill set, but you're not as focused as you have been previously. And, and I don't want folks, and I know, I know where your head's at. Because I, we talked about it and I'm, I'm at those places too, right? Where we're kind of rolling down that same street, but I don't want folks to think like, you know, Hey, F you, it's time consuming. And it's not that you don't love doing that stuff, but when it starts to feel like that's all your time, that's all your energy. And it's just detracting from what you love so much. You, you got to come back to what made you started yeah. anyway, right? It wasn't bow yeah. reviews that you started it for. It was hunting. Right. Well, and, and I'll even take it here. I, I, since I turned that corner and I've been pretty vocal about it, you know, you know, kind of like, Hey, I'm, I'm starting to do this. I'm, but it, it, I mean, it, it is, I'm, 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 I'm on this road now. I mean, I will still talk gear and, and stuff and I'll still probably do bow reviews. I'm not like the worried about being the first one out now, but, um, that used to be my goal was be the first one and have the first one and the most accurate non-biased one, the best ones I could do. Like that used to be my, my spill. And, and, and since I kind of turned the corner and, and started getting a little bit of, of a distance away from like doing the gear reviews and pushing gear, um, I've had a few guys actually reach out to me. I'd say probably two or maybe it might've been three. Um, and they said, you know, I, I kind of got intimidated watching your videos. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm a hundred and something pounds, five, nine. Like, how did I intimidate you? And like, because you talked all this arrow setups, arrow gear. And I'm like, I just threw my hands in the air and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, shit. You know, like I never had those intentions. I never meant to do that. And you know, if, if, if you look at me out in the woods, it doesn't look good. I have $450 pair of boots. I've got close to two grand in my bow. I got an $800 pack. I've got thousand dollars worth of camel on. That's pretty unobtainable for a, a lot, lot of guys of that are just getting in. Right. Like, obviously I, I accumulated all that shit through years mm -hmm. and, and, but what they're looking at is this snapshot of there's Garrett in the woods. Let's see what Garrett has on. I don't have three grand, four grand to go out and go hunt. Right. Like that doesn't include my spot and scope, my binos, all the other stuff, my arrows. I mean, I'm shooting, you know, <laughs> I joke around. This is about the most expensive elk I ever shot. I shot three arrows at the bowl this year. And um, I like, guess the most expensive elk I ever killed. I mean, that was, you know, $200 for the arrows and then a hundred dollars per three. So $33 for that. Plus I did fletchings and all this. I mean, that's a, that's an expensive yeah. per arrow. That's expensive. And even that is a unobtainable, right? I mean, it's, it's like, 
I, I never want to be that guy that says, I want to get into hunting and look at Garrett. I can't do that. I can't afford that. I just, that's just too much for me. And, and then go the other way and start playing men's volleyball. Like, I don't want to be that guy, you know? And, and, um, and so that kind of, honestly, that really rattled me. I, I didn't, I didn't expect that. And that happened, like I said, it for sure happened two times. I'm thinking it might've happened a third, um, where, where guys reached out to me and said, you know, I'm glad you kind of turned the corner. Cause I, I was looking at gigging, getting into bow hunting and I kind of got scared out of it by watching your videos. I was like, shit, you know, like, <laughs> which is not good, which is an interesting <laughs> conversation, right? Because, and I've said it all the time there, there is so much out there to consume, especially as a new hunter, a guy coming in or a gal coming into this, you don't know if Garrett's right or Tom, the archer's right. Or, you know, you, you have right. no idea. So it's like, where in the hell do I start as a new hunter? So I could totally understand someone being maybe not scared, maybe a little intimidated. Um, but damn, where don't you see it nowadays? Right. And we had this conversation. Oh, oh shit. Soapbox coming. We had this conversation. <laughs> we couldn't avoid it. Just let it out. <laughs> before, <laughs> before we hit record. Right. And there's so much. And I'm guilty. I, you know, I'm guilty, right? Cause I'm a I, dude. And I've done, I've done phenomenal this year. <laughs> phenomenal. Right. Uh, I made it. I did make a camel brand switch because of some <sighs> differences in opinion on things. And I didn't like where I saw something going. So I said, I'm done there. Um, and I made a camel switch. I met the cryptic guys and, and I met bam, uh, at one of the archery shoots and, totally good dudes and I really like the flipping pattern and jumped into something else that's really outside of my wife's stuff because she's been going out with me it's the only money I spent so I was proud of myself <laughs> but <clears throat> there's so much push 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 marketing push marketing push where the hell's the hunting at right where where in the hell is the blue collar guy just what you're talking about right and it doesn't have to be a, a new guy, but the blue collar guy that is going out that that may have only five years and he's still acquiring his gear and he's buying yeah. a piece of season. Where the hell is the love for the blue collar hunter in any of that marketing when pants are five hundred dollars, when pants are two hundred and sixty dollars? Right. I mean, that's hella limiting for a lot of folks, man. And I'm I'm guilty, right. too, dude. I'm You know, I'm walking around and, you know, whatever the Hoffman boots cost. And I got all, you know, my Cryptek stuff and my IA pack. And 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 I yeah. will say that a, a lot of a lot of my planning goes into my hunting. Right. I don't I don't spend money unless my wife allows me to, I'm just going to say it right outside. <laughs> I don't spend our money. Right. I, you know, I have my podcast. I have a little income from that, you know, little side stuff, my Western fly, that stuff is all to support my addiction. <laughs> right. But where is it? I'm, I'm act, I was just, I think I was just qualifying my expensive shit purchases. <laughs> I'm making excuses, but where is it for the blue collar guy? Right. Why is there such a push and everything is just this heavy, heavy marketing. And I'm almost to the point where I want to call bullshit, right? Because it's like, Hey, I want to teach you. I care about you. Da, 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 da. But do you really, or are you drawing me in so then I can spend my hard earned money where you want me to spend the hard-earned money, right? And and I feel like right. we've lost some of the substance 
in our demographic and our community with that stuff and the things that should be important, like mentorship, conservation, preservation of our right. lifestyle is less important than the marketing. Uh, and you and I had this discussion the very first time we podcasted when I had an issue with the industry. Right. Right. I and, remember that. And this yep. is one of, and this is why I, I, <clears throat> I, even with my hand in the pocket a little bit, I have a problem with it, right? I don't want to promote it right. to where it's a detriment to us. And that's where I feel like, I don't know if we've just turned the corner, if that corner's just been long and rounded uh, and it's been a long time coming. It's just a shame to see it headed in that direction or what feels like that direction. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I've even started being vocal about it on, on Instagram. Did you see that post? Uh, and people got their panties in a bunch over it. <laughs> But uh, a few guys did, but, and I, I just laughed. I'm like, man, I used to be you. I still am you to a certain point, but I'm like, you can't, uh, the post was like, there was a black screen. And then I put on the black screen on the left side, um, me worrying about gear and all the other shit that doesn't help me out, like FOC and all that other stuff help me kill animals. Mm -hmm. And then there's a picture of me from this year and there's all my successful, um, hunter pictures, you know, gripping grins, I guess you could call them. And me just worrying about woodsman shit, not caring about what other people think. And that actually ruffled some feathers. And I was like, Hmm. And then people start talking to me, but yeah, people, you know, and, and I had a friend and he's like, he started talking. He's like, and then he's like, you know, talking about FOC and stuff. I'm like, you're missing it. But like, you can't, you can't argue with me about arrow setups because I am so happy medium that you can't argue with my setup. I am 15% FOC at 480 grains. You can't argue with that setup. Nope. I mean, unless you're hunting Cape Buffalo, yeah, I'd bump up a little bit, but you can't talk shit about my setup. I got a pass through hot dog style on that bull this year, 62 yards. And that arrow is probably still going through the earth. It never slowed down. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, hot dog style means frontal people. Um, and so, Oh my God, you shot you know, it frontal. I shot it. I shot it hard <laughs> quarter two frontal and it's 62 yards. And I'll, and I should disclaimer that I thought I already had an arrow in it. So I didn't just take a shot at 62 <laughs> yards frontal, but I thought I had an arrow in them. So I sent it and, and, um, turns out I didn't have an arrow in them and, and, um, I just freaking smoked that bull twice. Yeah. yeah. The first shot he reacted and I, I, I misranged him is all it was, um, on the first shot, which was, um, I, I ranged it at 78 and I think he was at 81 or 82 because there were some trees. Long story short, missed him on the first shot and drilled him on the second and third shot. And, um, you know, those arrows, I don't know where they went. I never found them. I mean, they, they, they wasn't just like barely went through the elk, they laser beamed through that elk. And, and so like, when I start talking shit about gear and stuff and arrow setups, you, I'm like, I'm a really hard guy to, to talk with because I've, I've, I've tinkered around with that stuff more than 99% of people out there. And, and I think if, if we could just come to the conclusion that even in life in general politics, happy medium seems to be where most of the people are. And that's kind of like a good area to be like, I'm not super right wing. I'm not super left wing. I mean, I don't agree with either side completely. 100%. Right. I just don't, I'm, I'm really kind of in the middle. Like if you want to marry your brother, I don't care. I, I really don't care. It doesn't affect my marriage. It doesn't make my marriage invalid. I just don't give a shit. I'm not really that religious either. And that probably will piss a lot of people off, but I just, I, I, I worry about myself and I kill more shit when I do that. And 
And when I worry about myself, I'm happier. And I worry about just taking care of my freezer, my wife, my house, my job, my friends, my family, and I'm, and I'm good. And what all the noise is on the internet, I, I just don't care anymore. And, and I know guys out there like, uh, like Paige Pierce, she shoots a really light arrow. I interviewed her on my podcast and she, she shoots a really light arrow. Um, she's a freaking killer. I mean, she just went to Africa, kills more animals than I do every year. And she doesn't have a problem killing animals and she's way lighter than I would ever suggest, but that's what works for her. I don't judge her for that. You know, like I think she would even say I'm on the lighter end. I mean, she, she will, it's just, she doesn't care. That's what works for her. And so I just, I think people need uh, to worry to really honestly take the uh, Mike Waddell quote. And I've seen it float around. I don't know if you've ever seen it float around, but he's like, you know, I'll paraphrase, but he's like this year, focus on hunting the way you want to hunt, using what you want to use and hunting with who you want to hunt with and just go have fun. And I'm like, that's a really, that's a really good point. That's a really good quote. And, um, and that's kind of just the mentality I've been, I've been building the last year and a half year. So, um, I don't really know how you could argue with that. I really don't. You can't. I, 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 if you try and argue it, you're, you're, in my opinion, right, uh, you're lying to yourself, right? Because a lot of the other shit is missing, again, missing the values of what it means to be out on the mountain chasing animals. Um, right. You know, just like the quote, right? Uh, think about the camaraderie, the time. I know, you know, 2020 was a rough season, but you helped, you know, lay at least one mother bull down that I remember. Um, you know, th- those are phenomenal times. And I think that all the other shit is just – it just misses it, man. It just misses it. It's, I don't know, it's, it's beyond frustrating. Uh, it's hard to watch it um, because it's it's a great thing, right? I mean, if you look, if you look at the majority of folks in, in hunting, the people that you build real relationships with, right? That's some of the best people, not just in the woods, but some of the best people, you know, in terms of their value sets and how they carry themselves and, and, and you don't even have to agree in their in their belief sets or belief system, whatever it is, political, religious, or anything. It's just good freaking people, you know. It's just right. I don't know, man. It's just I don't. I want to get off the soapbox. It's a scary <laughs> I, for me when I look at it. It's a scary time for us. We got to wake up, and we have so much flipping out. I mean, look what's going on up up your way. We have so much opposition, but we're we're focused on the wrong shit. We are absolutely focused on the wrong shit. Um, right, right, yeah. Infighting, infighting. Anti, anti hunters won't be the end of hunting. It'll be infighting. Yes, sir. <clears throat> and uh, and that's been yeah. said over and over and over for decades now, and and we still don't get it right. And yeah. as a as the as an industry, shame on the industry part of it too for not wholeheartedly believing that mm-hmm. you know and and, and you know i want to kill yeah i want you know uh, a 200 inch mule deer right who doesn't but that that is not right. the end all be all in hunting right that's that's the 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 cherry on top so to speak um yeah. you well, know there's, we, there's another uh there, sorry sorry to cut you off no, go no ahead. worries no go ahead go ahead uh, uh there's there's a, another podcast um actually an oregon-based podcast and it's uh basically oregon went through some serious changes. Um, so to Colorado for, um, archery draws and stuff like that, like Oregon did a serious facelift to, uh, the Oregon 
archery, uh, the way the draw works for bow hunting. And I completely hate the idea, but it was coming. And, uh, basically they're blaming people for shooting a hundred yards for the changes and compounds because they're trad shooters. I'm like, that's not what? a good argument, man. And cause yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that shit, that shit, that's just, it's fucking stupid. Like, I, I'll just call it, well, that's fucking retarded. I can prove to you. That's not why the changes are happening. It's that's not why, you know, it's, it's never the actual facts of why you think it would be. It's, um, it's just, but they're, they're, they're pointing the finger instead of pointing it at the game and fish commission and saying, you guys are being, you're, you're pitting each other against each other because it ended up being a rifle versus bow. And, and there was two sides to it. Cause Bo's like kicking and screaming. No, we don't want this. And the rifle season rifle hunters are like, yeah, screw the bow hunters. They wound them all. And it just basically made it red team, blue team. And then there's a green team over here, which are the trad guys blaming the, the blue team. I'm like, this is so stupid guys. And, 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 you know, basically I would say that we lost in the end, we lost opportunity. It, it is now harder to hunt deer and Oregon than it was before, because now you're going to be isolated in a single unit that you have to put in for that was general prior. And, you know, we did it for the wrong reasons. Um, and we did it for elk this year too. Yes. And, um, and we, and in my opinion, we did it for the wrong reasons. And if you even talk to the biologists and you get the facts from the biologists themselves, they will tell you this will do nothing to help the herds. It was literally, it, they said it was hunter equity is what they called it, which turned out to be absolute bullshit. It was just, it was, it's just, you know, we created, I don't know, 50 more draw tags, which what's a draw tag do? Well, you get draw apps, $8 per app. And, and it's just like, man, you know, like did the same thing with bears. You know, you just turned in 4,000, 5,000 um, applications that you could just go out and buy that tag now, but now there's, 4,000 times eight. Well, actually it's probably 5,000 times eight. You just created a lot of revenue by changing oh, yeah. that hunt to a draw. And, and, um, and the science isn't there to, to do what they're saying. And I would, I would argue that all day long. And, and I've even talked to the bear biologists and we don't agree on the way that it should, it should be mantled. Cause I'm saying quota and they're saying we did the right thing. I'm like, well, you didn't because we'd kill more bears with a quota and they would say, no, we wouldn't. But long story short, um, that's going to be the end of, of hunting is, is just people not getting on the same page. And I've said this before, you know, you have anti hunters and they're, and they're not infighting. They hate hunting. They're mm -hmm. unified. Like they don't want you to, they don't even want you to breed a cow. They don't want you to, to, to be a farmer. Like they don't want you to have a dog on a leash. That's how stupid Oregon is. And I'm not being facetious that that's IG 13, I yep, think that 13 um, scary stuff, buddy. It's, it is, you know, and, and we, and I, I caught my, somebody actually called me out on this. I said, you know, my thought on that is they, they cast way too big of a net. That shit will never pass. I said that. And then, uh, and then somebody's like, yeah, that's exactly what they said in 94 when they quit letting us hunt with dogs. I'm like, Oh shit. You're right. Yeah. You know, I should probably take it more serious. And so I am. And then, you know, it was just kind of one, like, Hey, you're wrong. And, and, and they were, I was, I was wrong. I was wrong. And they pointed, you know, just by saying that I'm like, you know, that's a good example. And we need to take this more seriously because if, if I'm going to be the guy that doesn't sound the alarm, because I, there's no way in hell that's going to pass, then I'm not helping the cause. We need to make sure people know how freaking ridiculous IP 13 is. And it's absolutely a nightmare for anybody. It will change life as you know it. And that's not being dramatic. No, that's so. legit. I mean, and, and, and part of it is, well, 
generally, right, broad stroking it, it is anything that causes harm to any animal. So yeah. it has the potential of affecting any mammal, any amphibian, any fish, any avian species, period. Ranching, yeah. hunting, fishing, any form of livestock, if they can show your pet. your pet, yeah, if they can show that it's causing harm to that animal, it's done, right? Yeah. And that it seems absurd, right? And and if it was two years ago, it would have seemed even more absurd. Ten years ago, it would have probably been laughable. But to think that this isn't 10, 12, 15 years old in the making from that side, we would be foolish. And and that's right. and I can I say it, there's a lot of other folks say it, you've said it. It's the long gamers that are just knocking us down. And here we are with the infighting, and they're just one after the other. They got their batting average is is two ninety four right now, and and, and <laughs> right. we're still in and they're in the majors and we're in the minors, right? When yeah. they can even when that a bill like that gets as far as it's gotten to where it's actually a discussion, you better be effing worried that yeah. it may go through. I mean, it do that. I saw that and I was my mouth just hit the desk as I was reading it. I was floored. I was like, this yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. It seems ape shit crazy. It. It's absolutely, and what it is, it's, it's, they want you to be a vegan. Um, they want you to, they want you to completely change your life. They want it to be so hard to even eat meat that you can't. And for example, I think a part of the bill is even, you can't eat any domestic meat. It has to be transported out of state into Oregon. You can't kill a cow in Oregon and eat it. It has to be out. You can't. Yeah. It's, it's so, absolutely ridiculous. Well, but check this out. Okay. So. So this is in my head, right? My, my shit starts rolling. <laughs> How does that, that's part of the plan. So if you look at what is being pushed on the national level is the ban of transportation of any meat across state lines. Now on the surface, cause I haven't read 2000 pages. It says it, it, it directs it towards hunting. Uh, there's even p uh, parts in there where they're talking about plants. So if that stuff can't be brought in and, and Oregon saying, well, it has to be brought in. Well, now if you have a federal law that doesn't allow it to be transported in. So what do you do? I, I just, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't even have words for it because the shit is all, there's no way you can say that it's not all tied in together. And these aren't the goals and the ultimate plan that have been in, in motion for years and years and years as our, our blinders have been up, you know, damn. It's, um, it's a crazy world we live in, man. I mean, I've got friends that are, that are, <laughs> that are religious and, and they're like, you know, yeah. talking to me about Mark of the Beast. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you can find, you can find symbolism in any, anywhere you want. I mean, I've, I've heard, I've heard that stuff since 2001 when we got, um, 9-11, you know, like I remember people were talking about end of days when that happened and all the things going on in the Middle East and, and finding, you know, and I'm like, man, you know, one of these days, someone's going to be right. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, like people are really freaking out right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's just in, in the stuff that you see going on right now, Ooh. just, it's just like everything that is right is now wrong. And it just, nothing really makes sense. Nothing makes sense no. anymore. But, um, I sound like a grandpa going off about back in the day, but you know, it just, <laughs> it, uh, 
it's 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 happening at a more exponential rate than it I, I feel that it's ever happened before um at least since i've been alive you know i'm 32 i've i've lived through a few crazy moments in history just in my short life and and i feel like shit's just moving quicker and quicker and quicker mm-hmm. and it's becoming more polarized every day it's just people are kind of moving farther and farther and farther i mean look what's happening in australia if you don't follow that then Holy crap, that shit's yes, scary. That, that's scary shit there. I mean, but it, not even there. I mean, yeah, that's scary. But look at here. I mean, you know, it just, it's like, what's going on? And like, you know, to your point, you know, it's either you're way over here or you're way over here. And I'll be damned if, if that, uh, if you're fast and light or if you're super heavy and a little bit slower with high FOC, if I'm in the middle, I can't be in the <laughs> middle. And everybody hates me on both sides because yeah. I'm not heavy and high or light and fast. And it's just, it's like, what? that's the great analogy, by the way. Um, it, it just doesn't make any <laughs> sense to, you know what I mean? It's like, what happened to me respecting and listening to your side of things and your opinion? And, and I hate saying agree to disagree, but what happened to just respecting another person's views and just saying, Hey, that's right. great, man. You do you. And they're still, they're still, a lot of people that are like that. Um, but it seems like you're the odd man out, the minority, if you stand yeah. on the middle ground somewhere. Uh, I I honestly like, and maybe, maybe I'm building myself to be this angelic person, but I honestly, the, the way that I look at things now and, and I, I try to be, when I look at issues and I, and I, and I react to things, I really try and get psycho psychologically, um, introspective. And, and what's that mean, I guess, is like when I'm on an issue, why am I choosing to be on that side? What, 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 what was my thought process? Because did I really think about it or did I just react and, and, and just go off of emotion? What, what are the actual facts here? Like, why am I, um, like for me, I, I, this is a hunting podcast and I probably shouldn't even bring this up right now, but, um, is it possible and I'll ask you this question. Is it possible to think that Kyle Rittenhouse, I don't know if you know anything about that, that Kyle Rittenhouse should have been found guilty, but also think he's a fucking idiot and his parents shouldn't have dropped a 17-year-old kid off with an AR in public? In that situation. Can you believe those can you believe those two can you believe those two things can and can can exist in the same brain? Mm-hmm. Like, can you believe that you can be vaccinated, but also not believe everybody should be forced to be vaccinated. Can those exist in the same, in the same thing? Like, cause really the way that the world works right now, that doesn't exist. Like you're not allowed to, to believe both of those things. And, and I try and really be introspective with the way that I come to conclusions with the way that I think I'm open to being wrong. I am so open. If you want to prove me wrong, come with it. Go ahead, but right. you better bring facts to the table because if we're talking about emotion, I'm not even going to listen to you because look at what happened to Washington. That is just emotion-based science and that is, you know, and and people can tell me to follow the science with COVID and I'm the wrong person to argue with that too because I will argue that till I'm blue in the face that <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I am I am the wrong person to argue with because you just can't make your point with me because even if you have all these facts, I'm going to argue that your facts aren't facts that the pharmaceutical company probably paid for that study. So like you can't argue, you really can't argue with somebody like that. I'm pretty thick headed there, but um, 
I mean, really, if people were like, when it comes to arrow setups, I mean, a guy, how, how old are you? 47. Have you ever been wrong in your life? No. Ask my wife. <laughs> that was facetious I'll, I'll, I'll and honest at the same it. time. But yeah, oh, hell yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong every day in some way, shape, so you, or form. So you've been wrong. I caught myself at work. I, I said something to my boss who is pretty new at his job. And so he's, he'll believe you when you say something, even if you're wrong. And um, I caught myself saying something about a worker's comp fact. Here's the way workers comp works. You, let me tell you, <laughs> I was wrong. And I talked to OSHA and then I talked to, um, to, and, and I'm like, and I was telling the OSHA guy what I believe was right. I was like, matter of fact, and he's like, actually you're wrong. Um, if this happens, this happens. I'm like, no shit. And he's like, he's like, yeah, that's not the way it works. And so I had to call my boss back, explain to him how I was an idiot, how I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I thought for sure I was right, but I was willing to listen to somebody and understand that that guy knew and I thought I knew. And if you're dead set on something, you're not open to learning and getting better. And if like I'm open to learning about all sorts of shit, like one thing I think I'm extremely dangerous because I am so I'm like a sponge, man, like. I am so willing to learn. And when you, when I, when I, when I compress and squish all the shit out, I'm keeping all the good stuff and I'm leaving all that other stuff. I don't want to keep. And, I, and that's why I think I'm so dangerous as a person, as a learner, like I, I, I'm willing to be wrong and, and politically I'm willing to be wrong and I'm willing to be proven wrong. Like it doesn't matter if you prove if you actually give me some good information, I will roll with it. Like Joe Rogan is a great example of that. That guy, He's willing to be wrong. And if you provide facts, he will be open to hearing them. But you, you better have, but you facts, better come with it. Right? <laughs> you better come with you it. And so it. if you're telling me that I can't go out and kill shit with something less than 550 grains, you better bring some really good facts around because I'm going to show you a, a closet full of uh, arrows or a drawer full of arrows, like a serial killer. He keeps a token from each of his skills. <laughs> I keep my arrows and, uh, and they're in a drawer and I'm going to say, 420 grains, 415 grains, 430 grains. How, how long do you want me to keep doing this, man? Cause this is fucking stupid. 550 grains. Yeah. You can kill something with that, but you can also kill something with a 350 grain arrow. Yes, ask page page Pierce, ask, like ask her, ask Paul Medell. So, I mean, you want to talk elk Paul Medell. I think he's shooting sub 420. Is he really? Yeah. I talked to Paul <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, Oh wow. I've got friends. I've got friends who were, You'll never, they, they fly under the radar. They don't like to know. They don't want people knowing what their name is. They don't care. They just want to go out and, and be savages and kill a bunch of shit every year. That's what they do. And uh, they're, they're really good rosy hunters and they shoot extended ranges. And that's coming from this guy. Uh, they shoot really far and they're, they're, they're doing it with sub 400 grain arrows. And um, I only hear about the successes. I'm sure like a gambler, you only hear about their winnings, <laughs> um, but they're killing stuff at extreme distances with sub 400 grain arrows fixed. Um, and and they, they've even used expandables. It's like defying everything that I believe in. And granted, I think, yeah, that's a stupid setup, but they're, they are very successful and I can't judge them for that. I mean, as soon as they lose an animal, like, oh, well, if you would have had that or that, right. I mean, I could be one of those guys. But but, but it happens. It happens with four seventies, you know, fixed blades. It, it, it's going to happen. It's part I've, of what we do. 
Yeah, I've had fixed blades. I've seen fixed blades fail three different times on elk. Fail. Blades are gone. Sheared off. Might as well have been a field point. I've seen that happen three different times. And so, you know, like it, 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 it's, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't even know how we got to this point in the conversation, but <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's, you know, we got to just quit being tribal and we got to quit being red team, blue team. And if you're, if you're not willing to have an open conversation and, and realize that you are influenceable and people can yes, subconsciously sir. put shit in your head. I mean, I technically am an influencer. You technically are an influencer. We have platforms. People listen to us. They're going to take our conversation. They're going to parrot that in a conversation they hear as a fact or whatever, because Garrett said that me happy medium is the best arrow. And here's why. And I mean, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to blah, 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 blah. Right. And, and I just, what bothers me the most is how many unoriginal arguments there are. And when, and what do I mean by this is how many conversations do you hear or that you're even a part of? Cause I'm a, I'm, I'm a hundred percent guilty of this. Um, where you get in an argument or a debate, or you hear something, an argument or debate, and you hear that same thing over and over again. I'm going to say COVID because I guarantee you've been a part of a COVID conversation. Everybody has a million times. And then fact, 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 from this side, fact, 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 from that side, where the hell did they get those facts? And why are they always the same ones coming from different people? Right. Because you were influenced to say that shit, right? Like, where is your original argument? Where are the arguments and the feelings and the thoughts that came from your head? That's I don't want to hear what Tucker Carlson or that douchebag Don Lemon said on whatever platform he's on. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You don't even know what you think because you've been influenced. That's, That's it. I mean, it just it drives me nuts. And, and I honestly, I quit. I I listened to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. That is, that is it. I quit listening to hunting podcasts. I don't listen to my own because obviously I don't need to, but I don't listen to podcasts outside of that. And I barely listen to his anymore. I'm almost all music again. And it's it's actually a good place to be. I want to feel like I am creating my own thoughts and emotions Mm -hmm. and, and actions. And I don't want to parrot somebody else. I mean, I used to listen to Snyder's podcast all the time. And then I caught myself repeating what he was saying. I'm like, well, I'm just taking his word for it. I don't know if that's actually true. We have way too many people taking other people's words for it. Right. Like I, I guarantee you people have watched my videos, your watched your videos or, or uh, listen to your podcast, taking your word for it for, for, for gospel and said, blah, and just put it out there in the universe because they heard it somewhere else. I mean, I think that's dangerous. That's, that's a big reason why I think my YouTube channel was as, as, uh, got as much traction as it did. It's because I wanted to go find that shit out for myself. So I built the arrows. I, I shot the bows. I did all that stuff. And, and, um, I think if we treated that a little bit more, uh, broad in our lives, you know, we'd have a little bit more free thinkers out there. Cause I, I don't think the people that think that Kyle Rittenhouse is, and his parents, I don't know what the fuck his parents were thinking, dropping a 17 year old. That's my personal opinion. I don't, if I had a 17 year old kid, would you put your kid out there on the street with an AR Hell in, to in the a no. riot area? When, when the COVID riots and stuff started, I made my, at the time, 22, 23 year old daughter and 17, 18 year old son 
I was like, you're going, you're not going a fucking place. You're staying right here. I can't do anything while riots are a mile away. If you think you're going to go run and get something because you can't do without F you, you're staying your ass home. And everybody was <laughs> right. mad. And, 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 you know, people are going to be like, oh, you were scared of COVID. You goddamn right. And if you say you weren't at the beginning or you weren't concerned when they were telling us that there was uh, meat freezers full of bodies and shit, you're, you're lying to yourself because everyone was concerned because we had no fucking idea what it was. Right. So, right. Absolutely not, bro. They weren't going anywhere and I wasn't going to take them anywhere. I was so stressed out. It two to three weeks, dude, they were a mile away from my house with riots. Right. And my wife is, you know, she's, she's all tensed up and I'm, you know, I'm locked and loaded, bro. I got, everything's ready. Right. And I'm like, look, if shit happens and they come down the street, you lock this fucking door and I'm going to be on the porch. I'm be on the lawn. Cause I'm not letting right. them get that close to the house. Dude, I was stressed the out <laughs> stressed, bro. Right. You know, but no, absolutely not. I wouldn't. And, and to go back to your question, when you were saying, can you have both thoughts in your head? I don't think the issue is, can you, I think, why don't you, you should be able to say this, that, and make those decisions based on you gathering information. And, and you're right. going to lean a little bit to one side or the other, just based on your belief set. Right. But you right. have to, 100%. you should be able to believe this and believe that and come up with how I view it is what, how does it affect me? Right. Is it, there's there, is there a pro in it? Is there a con in it? And that's where I'm going to put it on this side or that side. And I'm going to weigh it that way. If we're not doing that, then you're fucked. You're fucked. You, and, 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 oh, (laughs) there, there is a group of us that seem to think that we are not susceptible to the influence, right? The, the sheeple thing, right? We are above and beyond that some, somehow, right? Somehow. But then you look at, just to your point, you look at the talking points or what they're saying and it's like, well, you're doing exactly what you're down in the other side for. You're just on this side of thinking or this person's side of thinking, but you're doing the same GD thing, right? It, it's right. not – yeah. It, it goes back to there's no there's no middle ground, right? Because you 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 have to feel like you're here. You have to feel like there. And I, and I got to believe that it's the way it's just all set up, right? It's, it's what we're subject to and – you can't be a free thinker, but you, you got to understand that you're not standing in the middle ground and you're leaning to one side because of what you're seeing and you're hearing. And if that's your belief set, then so be it. If that's where you're at, right. then that's where you're at. And, and we're not saying there's anything wrong with that, but damn, weigh both sides of it. Don't be so quick to assume that it's an attack on this or an attack on that and it's wrong and it's against all this. And it's just it's horseshit crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this. When is, so I brought up a, a few points and, and when's the last time you've heard anybody talk like that? Okay. You got a problem there, right? I have been absolutely silent since August. <laughs> there's a reason, right? And, and there's a few people that I talk to and I'll, and I'll express 
certain things to, but I, I had to turn everything off. I had to turn it off and, and focus on my thoughts and where I stood and what was in, what is important to me and what I thought was important and, and start picking, you know, picking leaves off the tree, so to speak, and dropping them off the ground if they didn't serve me. Because quite honestly, man, this shit is wearing me out. And, and you're, you guys aren't far off of where we are here in, in California. Right. right, it's an absolute right. shit show on the entire West Coast, right? And I think Washington is worse than California at this point. Um, I, I just right. had to, I had to flip the switch, bro. I, so I haven't really had much contact with. I hadn't talked to my parents in. Holy crap! Two months. Really? Yeah, because I, I just, I, I was done with everything. Like I was just, it, I was just at a place where I had to just settle back. And if it wasn't supporting the house, I wasn't dealing with it. I just had to peel away from it. You know, it just wasn't, right. it was just too much. It's just too much. And you look around and you see all this polarizing this side, that side. I couldn't do it because it's not me, you know, and it's like, I yeah. got to turn it off or I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I was listening to, a, I think Tim Kennedy says, you know, make your world small. Like you got to mm -hmm. make your world small. And, uh, and I, I, I couldn't agree with that more, but the, what I'm getting at is, is why don't you hear people talking like the points I just said? Um, why don't you hear those conversations going on more often where you can believe both sides of it? And, and, and why don't you hear people saying, why don't you turn off the freaking news and just start hitting the Google button a little bit more and typing in your own searches and not look like just get off the forums look for, look for facts and stuff. And, and I don't even know where you, you really do that, but you know, watch, watch it from the source, watch the video, try and get the full video. Don't just get the clip. Like look at, look at what happened with a lot of these um, cop shootings. You only get the worst part of the video. And then six months later you get the full video and they're like, Oh, Oh, that's, that's not near as bad as I thought. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, I mean, you, you, you're, you're being, fed what they want you to see and hear. And until you're willing to, it's almost like being in the matrix until you're willing to mm -hmm. unplug and be like, Oh yeah, it's bright out here. You know, like I, I feel like I'm actually coming up with my own ideas now. Like I, I, I feel like I'm actually thinking for myself and, and I, I have good conversations. I had one the other day where um, <laughs> uh, somebody I work with is like, you should get vaccinated. And, uh, and I'm like, why? <laughs> and, uh, they're like, so you're protected. I'm like, from what? And it, it just, the conversation, she's like, it, it just didn't go very well. Um, I think I thought it went great, but you know, like <laughs> obviously you can tell where I'm at with, with the conversation, you know, like I'm not vaccinated. I'm healthy. I've had COVID. I think I've had it twice. And so I've got really good immunity. You get the vaccine, which is technically isn't even a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, which huh, I heard that on the Joe Rogan, see me spitting it out. Um, uh, you know, I got the immunity, right? Aaron Rodgers said the same thing. He got smoked on television for it. I mean, they, they blew his ass up over this. Um, if, if your goal is so I don't go out and get infected and infect others, the vaccine doesn't prevent, prevent that. Right. A hundred percent. If you have, had COVID, this is a study from Israel. If you have had COVID, you have better immunity than somebody who has just got the vaccine. 
True. That's a study from Israel, who's not even part of the United States. And I, I take that way better. And everybody says Israel has the best studies. Um, so, but if you've had vaccine and you have had COVID, you are even better off. So my, my new argument, I haven't heard anybody ever say, create this argument. So my new argument is I ask people if they're vaccinated and I'm like, Oh, have you ever had COVID? No. I'm like, well, I have, and you are threatening my life because I have better immunity than you do. So you need to go out and get COVID, you piece of shit. Like, because if it's about being protected, right? And and having it's like it's like a contest to see who has the thickest immune stream or, or the best oh, you know antibodies. I'll and raise so my like, I'll raise my hand on that one. I've had I've had eight confirmed like legit exposures. Right? Never got a sniffle. Nothing. Right? There's no. I got. I think four or five swabs and it got to the point where it's like, okay, they're all, they're coming back negative. I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to go be part of your numbers, right? Just to be part. That's yes. how I feel. I'm not going to go same, just be part of, part of your numbers and <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm not contributing to it. Right. I'm not sick. So I'm not worried about it. My wife and my daughter had it and they were like, you got to quarantine. No, I don't because I'm not going to separate. While if you guys are get really ill, you can't take care of her. She can't take care of you. I'm not going anywhere. Right. This is what I'm going to do. Dude, nothing, nothing. I mean, kissing them, hugging them the whole nine. I'm not worried about it. So don't worry about right. whether or not I'm getting a shot because I'm not. If you want to do it. All power, you know, more power to you. I don't wear a mask. Yeah. I don't wear a mask, not because I'm not no. concerned with someone else, but because I don't believe I need to wear it. And if it bites me in right. the butt at some point, then that's on me. That's my choice. I go out. Yeah. And I'm not, dude, I am. If, if you tell me I got to wear the mask or ask me if I want one, I'd say, no, thank you. And if I got to leave, I got to leave. I just turn around and walk away. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't care how you look at me. It's my effing choice, period. Um, yeah. And, and nobody says anything, dude. And that's what, that's the part that trips me out is that as bad as we hear it is and, you know, oh, you got to have it here and you got it. Dude, I'm walking through the airport, no mask on, right? Nobody says a word to me and you get some weird looks or the people do like this. And if you're concerned, I apologize, but my beliefs and, and my freedom of choice in this, I'm not going to, I'm not going to step down from that. I'll die on that fucking hill. Right. Yeah, me but too. Why are so many people so willing to just say it's easier just to do it? Right. Comply. You're 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 more concerned with easy than you are with what they're taking. Dude, this this goes into hunting, right? We're so concerned about something else, we're not worried about what they're taking away. And then when they take it away, do we ever get it back really? Right? This is this was supposed to be what, 15 weeks? Six weeks, 15 right. weeks. We're damn near two years into this. Yeah. And two weeks to flatten the curve. Dude, that? They can they can pull it and put it back and pull it and put it back. And all you say, you know what I mean? And, th- and you know what's funny? So right. I'm I I'm in a store and I see someone. And I see someone that I have seen post, I ain't wearing no damn mask. Da 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 da. And I'm walking down in the store and I look and I go. <laughs> And it's first thing out of my mouth. What's up, bro? Why you got the dick hole cover on? <laughs> and he looked at me. Ho, 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 ho. And it's like, what are you laughing about? Because you're sitting here talking shit about it. But because it's easier or because you don't want to 
piss somebody off or because you're not doing anything. You're not helping the situation by just talking and then putting the damn thing on. Then don't go to that fucking store. Go right. to a different store. Right. You know, go, go. Right. We are literally five minutes from the next county where I'm at and the next county doesn't have the mandate. So guess what? My wife wants me to go to the store because she'll she'll wear the mask. That's it's her choice. She's like, you know what? I'm just gonna put it on so I can just mm-hmm. for convenience, right? I'm not doing mm-hmm. it. It's more important than that to me. We go to the next county, and if I got to drive 30 minutes to a store that's I can go to the same store five minutes away, I'm driving to 30 GD minutes because it means that much to me to stand up for that. You know, right. I'm gonna die on right. that fucking hill. But everybody, it seems like just do it because it's easy. Well, how is this easier? Because that was the thing. Well, if you comply, we can get out of this. We care about each other. We love each other. Comply and it'll be back to normal. Guess what, motherfucker? Almost two years and it's not. Right. So what right. are you thinking and what are you doing? And look at look across the world at what's going on and where people are at with this mess. Right. Well, I mean, Gosh. if masks and in 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 lockdowns and vaccines all worked so great, why were we going on year two? Yeah. Maybe. And and yeah. and why are they trying to scare you with another variation variant thing where the doctor that discovered it and has been studying this the longest has said this is like COVID, but less. Yeah. It's it's barely good. even noticeable. Like they're just pointing out that it mutated. They're not even pointing out that it's that it's not less like severe right i mean well, like, he did he actually so said severe. he actually said it she was did. Less, yeah the doctor the doctor did but they're not the the news media is no. not playing oh, that no part. way no um way. you don't hear biden saying that i mean he's, he's like don't panic yet I mean, that's what he's basically right. said don't panic yet uh but you know i mean it's it's so like it's already i don't know what the percentage is but it's over 99 percent more, you know, survivability rate. And it's like, well, how bad is like, to me, that is a really good thing. Like if it's less, um, impactful than COVID it's like, if, the, if it's a less, um, severe variant, that so would good. be my way of getting vaccinated. I'm like, go cough on me. If you have that, give that to me. Cause I'll have the immunity and I wouldn't have to put up with the real COVID. Right. Like that should be you know, whatever happened, maybe that's like the next step in herd immunity is like everybody gets it. Half of them don't even know they have it because it's not even severe. And we're we're I don't know. And and I and there's now studies that are coming out. I spent probably too much time on this, but that are coming out saying the folks that are getting vaccinated are the reasons why they're the disease is mutated into 27 different, that's you know, strains. Crazy. Like no, no wonder you, you create a, you know, like that's why you don't take antibiotics for every time you get sick is because you don't want the diseases to build an immunity up to the antibiotics mm-hmm. that you're taking. Like we're doing that with COVID, like we're creating all these, all these hurdles for COVID, but now it's like going around the hurdles in 16 million different ways. And it's like, we're causing that. And, and I don't know, man, it's just, it's just silly. Like I, I, I don't think this conversation happens enough where you're coming up with original thoughts and you're coming up with, with original ideas and you're just spitballing what you've heard on the TV or, and like subconsciously, like how many, how many times do you bring up something then you think about like, where did I hear that? And you can't think of it like subconsciously that shit's getting in your Mm -hmm. head. And I don't know, man, I just, that's probably a soapbox and we're so far from deer hunting now, but (laughs) this is honestly, this is honestly where my heart's at. I get more fired up and excited about this right here than I do about what's coming out in 2022. But bro, it ties into 
our discussion earlier in in the hunting demographic with this stuff. I mean, to me, it all ties in, right? Because we're this is this is life exposure for all of us. Um, but if we can if we can have the original thought here, right, or or have any original thought conversation, we can do it in the hunting realm, which we need to be doing it there to protect that stuff. Um, you know, standing or or dying on the hill, um, so to speak. Like I said, with you know my belief in it, I'm gonna die on that hill. It's the same thing I feel like preserving our way of life as hunters. So it absolutely ties into it. And if a guy misses that, uh, you know, I apologize. Listen again. Uh, listen three or four times. Uh, downloads don't hurt <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that it all, it's all, I mean, if we were hobbyists, it'd be one thing to not have the conversation. We're not hobbyists, dude, right? We, You and I wouldn't talk if we were hobbyists. Because we would go, we'd have our seven-day tags, we'd drink a shit ton of beer and some whiskey, and then that would be our season and we're done with it, right? You started and I started because we're passionate and we love the lifestyle, the sport, the hobby, whatever you want to call it, right? It's it's more to us. So I think it it does tie into it. and I'm not going to let somebody jump on that and say it doesn't. I'll call bullshit. Well, good. Well, I, I appreciate you tying it back in for me because yeah. I was like, if people are probably going to hate me, half the people are probably going to hate me for what I'm saying here. But I'm not vaccinated and and and, and fuck you if you think I should be. So, you know, it's, there's my stance. It's funny because I had a con- I actually had a conversation with uh, with one of our counterparts today. Um, and, and he was saying the same thing. He listened to my little rant that I did, um, a couple weeks ago and, uh, he wanted to have a conversation. We talked about it and he goes, man, and he said this basically the same thing. Look, I'm vaccinated. Um, but I don't, I, I'm a hunter, but I don't believe in this stuff that they're hollering over here. And I don't believe in what they're hollering on our side. And you know, the, my, my, my kids are vegan, but hunts. So how can, Mm -hmm. to your point, can you have these two thoughts in your head? You absolutely can and you should, right? She doesn't need it, but she sees the value in the pursuit and that value in the pursuit translates to meat in the freezer for the rest of the family. So you absolutely can. There's another tie-in for you. You can and you should. And to me, the smart folks, and and, uh, if I offend you, sorry, but think about it. The smart folks are doing that. They're saying, here's the left, here's the right. And I'm not saying in politics, but here's the left, here's the right. Here's my emotional thought. Here's my rational thought. And what best suits me and my family? I I, I don't think that there's a better way to go about it. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And and if you're you're 100% on one side or the other, I would – I, I just, you know, you're, you're, you're being influenced because I don't, I don't agree with hundred percent with anybody. I don't agree with hundred percent with me. A lot of times I'll think about something. I'll say something. I'm like, wait, that went right. I don't really, I don't really think that that's, you know, like that's part of just being introspective. But I mean, I, like I said, I, I say shit all the time and I have to go back and like, actually, no, I was probably wrong when I said that I, I, you know, I talk from the hip, you know, I shoot from the hip all the time, all the time, but I, I talk from the heart and shoot from the hip. There it is. And, and, uh, I, you know, when I do that, it, there's a very short filter between here and here. <laughs> and, and so, you know, like I'll, I I've had enough conversations with people that are pro vaccine mandate and, and the conversation ends the same every time, neither of us are satisfied. And, and you're going to believe what you're going to believe because you've been, um, just that's what you believe. And and you've been influenced, I believe. And and I've been influenced to a point where I think we're all influenced, whether we know it or not, but I've also thought for myself enough. And I see that, you know, like it's just, there's just too many pieces of the puzzle that are on the table that aren't 
negotiable for me. And, and I can see enough of the picture to know that if there's enough smoke, I said this before, before the podcast is if there's enough smoke, you can't say that there's not a fire. I mean, there's, there's just too much goddamn smoke out there to believe what you see on. And and by the way, if you still believe what you see on the news, then, you know, I got lakefront, you know, property for you. And I live in Roseburg. I want some of the smoke you're in. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's, I, I don't know, man. Like if, if how, how, how could we be two years deep into this bullshit and you still believe a mask works? Like, I don't, do you go to the grocery store and like, I'm, I, I've just been waiting, waiting for somebody to say, put your mask on. And then I will. And this is a scenario I made up in my head. And then I will. And then I'm like, ah, do you smell that? What is that? What kind of food is that over there? And like, Oh, that's the deli fried chicken. I'm like, you know, those, those odor particles are bigger than the COVID particles, yeah. right? If you can smell that, you can smell the disease. Like somebody else created that argument. I was influenced to say that. I'll point that out. <laughs> However, like I would love to get an opportunity and just see what the argument is there, because I really don't think there is an argument. If you cough and you sniff or sniff, if you uh, sneeze, sneeze um, obviously, yeah, you're catching big water particles. I'm not going to deny that. You can't deny that. But I mean, am I protecting you or am I protecting me? me and it just i don't know man i I, it's just covid but we should probably get off of covid everybody's probably tired of it actually it was a fun rant dude um all right soapbox done woodsmanship (laughs) yeah i don't even know how we come back from that bro (laughs) well uh yeah, I don't know either. You're, I'm, just, I'm just glad you're the host on this one. <laughs> Usually I'm good with the transitions, but that's a rough one. <laughs> I should have done it when I tied it back in the last time. Um, right. <laughs> okay, so we're going to – if people are still listening at this point. Um, but no, yeah. so I mean like I said at the beginning, right, the point, the point of it was is I, I really wanted to capture your mindset. And I think we did, but for a guy that may not understand – woodsmanship or not get it right what what does what did that mean to you going into this season that that led you and and some of its experience and time i get it but what that led to that what what defined woodsmanship for you so woodsmanship for me would be um you know, I could sum it up right here. I killed more animals in Carhartts than I did in, in ASAT this year. And, and, and that alone to me just told, tells me, like, if you know me as a person, you know, that's not a big deal, but you know, like for me to just put on my Carhartts and go hunting, that's, that is so my roots right there. Like that is so root of where I, I mean, I've killed more. I've, I could hunt probably another 10 years and, and kill, maybe as many animals as I've killed in blue jeans. Like I, I, that's used to be just what I went out and hunted in. I didn't give a crap about camo or wool. And I mean, that's just, that's just, I I just wanted to get back to the roots. And for me, the roots was, I was out there by myself and, and I'm 19 years old and I'm fighting fire during the day. I would get off work. I'd haul ass up to the mountain. It would be during fire season and I'd go and I'd walk a mile uphill all uphill. And then I would go and I would bomb ass in this, in this five-year-old reprod unit. So the trees are about as tall as my, uh, is my waist. And, uh, and I would kick every deer out of that unit that I could. And I would 
woot and holler. Sometimes probably not, probably not the most ethical thing to do, but sometimes I would, I would bring a pistol and I'd get down there and I'd shoot the pistol off just to make sure I got everything out of the unit. And then I would find out what trails they use. I've said this a million times, but to me, a lot of people are going to think that's really stupid. Why would you kick all the deer out of an area you plan on hunting? Well, those deer, blacktails usually live and die within Valley blacktails within a mile of where they're born. You know, like they, they are very residential. They're very territorial. You start getting on the East side of I five, uh, you're going to get deer that travel miles and miles and miles and miles. So, um, I'm hunting on the coast side. So those deer are going to be back in there tomorrow. They might be back in there tonight. Like they're going to be back in there and I kick the same deer out and I'm going to find out what bucks are in there what bucks are in that unit, how often they're switching over, what time, where they're betting. Um, and to me, getting all the pieces of the puzzle, those pieces of the puzzle, getting those pieces, that's woodsmanship skills, knowing the animals that you're pursuing, knowing the, the glassing points and the vantage points and the trails, knowing the habits and, and, and all that stuff, it's all encompassing and, and the woodsmanship skills and it all, it all directly is tied into time spent in the field, right? I mean, you can't do that on Onyx e-scouting. You can't. You can find out some pieces of the puzzle, you know, and you can send a picture of Google Google Earth with a herd of elk you found on Google Earth. I mean, five years old. Yeah. Congratulations. You found their summer or you found their spring <laughs> eating area. Where are they going to be at in October? You know, like people don't, you know, there's a lot of learning that's going to have to go into this. And I would rather fail on stocks, right. And in, in June and July, than fail on a stock in September. And, and that is, that is my mentality. I, I, I mean, it, it's just a habit. I go to a unit that's really steep and I see a big chunk of wood. I roll that son of a bitch down there. It doesn't matter if it's January or, or, or March, man, I'm rolling that thing down the hill because it's so ingrained in my head. I'm like, I got to see what's in here. And this chunk is going to show me. And if, if I, if that doesn't do it, maybe I need to walk down to that stump and then woot and holler a little bit or clap my hands. Like I'm going to kick what's out. I, I'm just, I know there's something in here and I'm going to prove it. And uh, that's just something that's been ingrained inside my own head. And, and I would, I just wanted to get back to that. And I wanted to get away from the things that would detract from the hunt. Like, the Instagram photos, the, you know, like how many times I took plenty of pictures this year. Oh, that were for the gram. And, uh, it just, every time I did it, I would just smile. I'm like this, if, if I didn't have an Instagram, I wouldn't be taking this photo right now. Like, you know, like I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm consciously, I'm consciously making decisions knowing that that I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for this. And somebody's like, well, what would you, somebody asked, you asked me this the other day, what would you do if Facebook and Instagram and, and YouTube all went away? What'd you do? I'm like, I'd be fucking happy. Yeah, you just I would be hunt. so happy. I'd be like, thank you, God. You know, like I, I have an Instagram and I say it's a necessary evil. That's the, that is my total wrap up in the box. That is social media. It's a necessary evil. If you want to be, uh, rele relevant, you have to have that. And it, it sucks because they, you know, those platforms hate me as a person. And I believe that a hundred percent, they probably hate you as a person. You're way too much, even close to being towards the middle or on the right side, then, then you should be, you're a big piece of crap for even hunting. Like they, they don't like you. They don't like me. Um, 
And if you haven't figured that out yet, I don't know when you will. I don't know if you ever will. Cause you probably still have a Twitter. If you, if you think that like, <laughs> I don't have a Twitter and, and if you do, then you probably should look into Twitter. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and yeah, I'm, I guess I'm hypocritical cause I have a Facebook and I have a, an Instagram, but I don't have a Twitter, you know, and, and I don't need that to be successful or relevant. I don't know of any, I don't know of anybody that's successful or relevant in the outdoor industry that has a Twitter. I mean, really that, that needs one to be successful. Um, but I, I just wanted to get away from all that crap. And, and I went as, as severe as I could, I basically told my friends, people that I actually even hunt with, and, and I, and I made my world small. Like we said earlier, I made my world really small. And I basically said, I love everybody, but fuck you until I fill my tags. I'm not having a 2020 again. I am not doing it. I am. I'm too nice. I, I, I am on the wrong side of the bugle. And if I hunt with somebody, I literally cannot fight the urge to take that bugle and call for me. It's just yeah. so, it is so against my nature not to take the bugle and call than it is to be the shooter. I just, for whatever reason that that's just who I am. Maybe I was born to be a guide. Um, and I just, I, I, I don't want to resent the person I took for hunting. I took hunting or I don't want to resent the other person for me, not taking that opportunity, even though they would probably happily call for me. I don't, I don't, that's how my mind works. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I know that. And so I basically literally gave my friends the middle finger said, Pretty much everybody but Brad Powell. Fuck you. I'm I'm not hunting with anybody. Him and I can help each other. We hunt identical. We hunt elk identical. And I'm like, this works for me. And I know that he's going to help do whatever it takes to get me a bull. And he knows I'm going to return that favor. And uh, and that's exactly what happened. He uh, we we located a bull, and um, I was on elk, legitimately in elks the first. Um, nine days I was in elk seven of them. And, uh, for rosy hunting, that's pretty, that's pretty phenomenal yeah, yeah. for rosy hunting. Um, cause there's two years, two years before that I was in elk and, and I shot and, and I hit a branch and I, and I know I hit the elk because I found half my arrow and there was uh elk hair on it. I didn't even know I hit it until I went up and, and checked. And, um, and I'm, I, and I lost it and it was just, it was a nice five point. It was a, broadside perfect shot and i was shooting in some second growth and my arrow um, trajectory went higher than what i could see because it was fairly dark in, in the timber it hit a branch that i never even saw i mean i i looked and i was doing you know the side to side up mm-hmm. and down to try and see where the the perspective of the branches you can get all of them i even used my range finder and i was checking branches the bull's head was behind a tree broadside he had no idea he knew that there was something over here because i cow called but he wasn't moving until he saw movement or he got sketched and he wasn't sketched. And so I had all day, I took probably 15 seconds checking the limbs and shit. And, and I drew back, it was 50, 50 yards. My arrow was probably about 30 and I hear a tick and I'm oh. like, ah, oh, I hit something. And then the elk reacts and goes, and I never heard it hit, um, which is kind of the downside of using a really sharp, really sharp broadhead. Like I, 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 I haven't heard my arrow hit any of the animals except the pig I shot and I started using really, really freaking sharp broadheads. And it's like so quiet. You can barely hear them hit. And so uh, long story short, I check and where I'm going with that. After I shot that bull, I, I literally hunted every day, <clears throat> every day, two weeks later, I finally see an elk. I hadn't heard, seen or talked to or anything an elk after I shot that bull for two weeks. And that's, 
typical of rosy hunting. And so when I say I went, um, and, and the next elk I saw, I shot and it was a nice, nice bull on a reprod unit, but, um, you know, nine out of seven or seven out of nine days is pretty phenomenal for rosy country. So, um, if, if anybody ever wants to come over and hunt rosies, give yourself two weeks, like don't just come over here for a weekend. You're wasting your time. Um, but to me, that's, that just gets back to the heart. And I, I don't even know how I got there, but, um, that gets back to the heart of, of, oh yeah, basically giving the middle finger to everybody and saying, you know, I do love you guys and I want to help you kill an animal. I, I promise you, my heart is there, but I got to fulfill my, this, this yeah. feeling I have from last year. And, and, and you know what, everybody was, was nice enough to be, to have the grace to say, we get it. We, I understand. Call me when you're done. And, 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 uh, you know, it, everybody had a lot of grace with me this year. I, you know, cause I, I was, I, I, I told everybody I'm, I'm going to be selfish. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, this is just the fact of the nature and I'm going to own it. And so I was, um, Brad and I went out and he wouldn't let me not call. He's like, Nope. You know, basically, here we go. You get down there, grab your bow, and and he's like, "Do you think I should bring my bow?" I'm like, "Yeah, you should bring your bow. You're going hunting." He's like, "He wasn't even going to bring his bow." And so, um, I just, you know, it just, I guess, time in the woods, and then just, you know, my dad always said he killed more when he hunted by himself, and that that has been true with me as well. I don't know if you've been like that, oh, dude. That's that's, I and I've actually fought that the last three four years. Uh, because it, it's a selfish endeavor, right? Um, right? So I've actually fought myself on that. But on, conversely, <clears throat> I've seen my success rate do like this because of it. Um, and that, you know, I, I think I'm where I'm where you're at or where you were at this year uh, because of that. I mean, I man, the last well, elk has, has kind of done that to me, too. Right. Being so so green in the elk woods. Um but it really, you know, coming off of my solo, oof, dude, I mean, it's less noise. It's less smell. You're, you're not right. worried about what someone else is doing that. There's all, it sounds, it sounds such a holish, but there's so, it's so much quieter, right? Uh, it just in every yeah. respect. Um, and, and I, I enjoy the solitude, you know, when I, I'm 27 days on the mountain this year, um, you Ooh. know, first I think Brandon was there five days. I called, I I played caller for the first five days of the season, trying to get Brandon a bull, which was, mm. I absolutely fell in love with. Um, I, I, I didn't care. I didn't care about shooting a bull. I didn't care about drawing on a bull. If I had an opportunity and Brandon wasn't there, I would have. Um, but man, my, I got more unnotched tags in the last four years than notch tags, you know, and it's just like, right. man, I gotta, I gotta reel that crap in because it, it does, yeah. it leaves a hole in you, you know, you're feeling like, Oh man, like what, what the heck's going on here? Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of distraction, but I did have a solo, the big matter of fact, you, you asked me about it. The biggest, the biggest movie <laughs> I have ever seen in my home range, dude. I mean, this guy was every bit a 26, 27 inches wide. I mean, he's as tall, right? He's he's a solid four, both sides, I mean, perfectly symmetrical, both sides oh. crabbed, right? And I see him at 200 yards, and I'm like, oh, my God, what is that? Right? Naked eye. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I grab the binos, man, and I look, and I, I, I the first thing out of my mouth was, holy shit. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And so there was a there was a decent fork with him, a smaller buck I never really got good eyes on, and then probably six or seven does. 
and uh, had him at, that was 200 yards, and I, I made my way up, and I was 91 yards, dude. He's perfect broadside, right? I ranged him. I mean, he's standing there. He's feeding. I'm like, oh, he's dead. So as he's yeah. feeding, he's, he's, he's kind of coming around clockwise, and I had him. I was going to loose it, and then I go, oh, he's moving. He's going to come closer. Why not take a closer shot, right? He's not alarmed. He's I'm wide, and this is wide open. He's not alarmed. Mm. So I let him, he starts feeding up, and nobody can see this. So uh, if he's at my 12, he starts feeding uphill, kind of traversing up the hill in one direction, and he's headed towards from, you know, call it from, from 12 o'clock to call it 730. So I move, you know, I move uphill on my same line. And I range him. He's at 61 yards, but he's still moving. And I'm like, okay. So he stops, puts his head down, he starts feeding. I hit him again. Oh, he's 61 yards. And I'm like, man, he doesn't know I'm here. So I'm shooting. I mean, this is a steep uphill. So I'm like this and I'm like, ah, so I come down and I go, let me move up so I get a flatter shot on him. So I move straight on my line. And I think what happened is when I moved, he was in a slightly different position. I think he moved uphill. Well, I had had him ranged at 61 yards. I think he was probably in the 52, 53-yard range mm. at that point. And, dude, you I know you've done it. I drew back, and I, I was – no, I was in draw, and I'm like, man, I should range him again. And I was like, ah, I got mm. him. I set back, dude, <laughs> and I was so calm and relaxed, and I was like – Kudu's going to eat. And I just, I just touched it. Right. And I, and I see it and I'm like, dude, that's a perfect shot. And then as it goes, I mean, it went over, it cut hairs. It went over his back and I, I saw it hit. And as it went over his back, I went, what in the fuck just happened there? Uh. Right. So he didn't even, he didn't bust until the does. Cause the does were only 15 yards from me. They hauled butt past him and he just turned around. Cause he, lifted his head up. He's still looking and I'm dumbfounded, right? <laughs> they take off. He takes off. Then I see the little fork and he's just hanging out. I'm like, I should kill him. And I'm like, nah, no way I can kill him after seeing that monster. And, right. uh, dude, I went up the hill and I go, you know what? I, I went up the hill and I probably went 70 yards past where he was at. And I go, I got to go back down. I got to see if what happened there. I got to look at that arrow. And there was a little bit of hair that, uh, that was off of his back Damn. there, but it was just like, I can't believe I missed. I mean, dude, 23 years of hunting that area. The biggest buck I have ever, and I have some nice bucks. Where do I have those? Oh, no, he's they're in the house. Oh, no, hold on. Hold on. Nice Let me track grab above your head there, that three point. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's an island guy. Hold on. So this, this, I mean, this is LA County quality. I mean, that's, that's a good, that's buck a really good buck, right? This buck, this buck, what he was dwarfed by that buck, but he had the same, I mean, the same characteristics, you know, but he was just, oh, he's just beautiful, dude. Uh, Where'd that one go? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Went in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I have that's never, so ever, never, not once. I have never put a tape on any of my animals. Never. Oh, really? Never, dude. And I got a little tiny dink three over there. I mean, a dink three. <laughs> that was a seven-day uh -huh. dude. And he's he's as big as this one to me. But I've never measured That's any fun. animal. Um, and I don't have a problem with it. It's just not my gig. But uh, yeah, I, I've I've measured um, I've measured usually I measure my biggest one. 
Um, and I, I, I measured my black tail this year and, and I tried to measure, actually, I never measured my antelope because I didn't, I don't really care. And, you know, a big antelope, little antelope difference is like two inches, mm-hmm. you know, length. It could be, it could be that big of a difference. And, and, um, this buck, I knew I wasn't, it was a good buck, but it wasn't like a giant or anything. And, and I'm like, and eh, it doesn't really matter, but I measured it for shits and gigs just to see what it would. Cause my wife had one that was about the same size. I'm like, I wonder if mine's bigger than my wife. Ah, so, that's the, that's the competition. It right wasn't. There. <laughs> she got you. <laughs> she got me. <laughs> How, how's that? You know, how's that with you in the woods, with you being focused, um, and, and trying to really get back after it? How is that with, with being out in the woods with her? Um, she, she is not a hunter. Uh, she, she hunts to, I probably make me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, we, we had a really bad experience last year. I probably told you about it where we got completely fucked by a, a, a scam artist guide. And, um, you know, that was not good. And so I, you know, after that, I was like, I will never ask you to go hunting or pressure you to hunt again. Cause that was, you know, I roped her into it and, and, um, it was a big ordeal. And, uh, so she, on the day that I shot my buck, she's like, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, I haven't seen a branch buck in over a month. I'm not shooting a spike. I'm just not gonna. And, um, I'm like, I've got four animals in the freezer. I kind of feel bad going out and getting another one. Cause it's just me and her. And I like to give meat away. And I'm like, I feel like I have enough to do that. And I'm like, so, I mean, me going out would really just be, I don't know. I'd, I feel weird about it. I never expected to feel that way um, ever in my life. Um, but I'm like, it would have to be a pretty exceptional buck for me not to feel guilty about taking, you know, like it would have to be a really good buck I, or else I feel like hunt. I'm taking. Well, yeah, basically I'm like, I, I, or else I'm just taking an opportunity from somebody else, you know? And, and so I'm like, just sitting on the couch, I wasn't going to go. I was like, if I feel that way, I probably shouldn't go. And uh, I, sitting on the couch and she comes home and it's like two, two or three o'clock. And she's like, you gonna take me hunting? I'm like, do you even have a tag? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I, I got one. I'm like, Oh, sweet. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll never turn you down to go hunting. And so we haul ass down. Cause it's, it gets dark pretty, pretty early, obviously. And so we haul ass. I'm, and, uh, I basically, bonsai down there and, and I'm hunting an area I haven't hunted in 15 years. And so I made a phone call to a buddy. I'm like, Hey man, I used to hunt this area. Can you help me out? I don't even recognize, I don't even remember what gates or roads or where he's like, yeah, just go up here and, and go hunt that area, hunt that, hunt that spot. I'm like, okay, cool. And so I went up and, and, um, I found this, this gate and I'm like, this looks like a good spot. And so I, sit in the gate and she's like, well, while you're glassing, can you turn on the, uh, the seat warmers for me? Sure. So I do. And then probably 45 minutes goes by. I'm not moving from this spot. Cause it's just a freaking might as well have been I five. There's so much traffic up there. Oh, damn. And, um, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I got this spot. I'm grateful to have this spot. Cause if I have this gate, no one else, hopefully he's going to walk in here on me. And, uh, so, so I'm sitting there and I'm not seeing Dick and it's cold, it's blowing. And it's like probably 45 degrees, 50 degrees. And, um, it was supposed to be raining, but it wasn't raining. So I got lucky there. And, uh, I spot some does about a half hour before daylight or dark. I spot some does about four or 500 yards 
down, maybe 600 yards down this blocked off road I'm on, on the timber at timber's edge. And then the unit comes down and really steep unit and they're feeding out from the timber. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, ah, it's late enough. There could be a buck with them. And, uh, I watched them for 10 minutes and I'm like, no, no bucks there. And I'm like, God dang it. You know, it's like two fawns and two does. And I'm thinking, man, you know, I'm running out of daylight. This is my last day that I'm going to go out in the woods and, she probably won't go back out. And so, um, at this point I put some stuff up in the truck and I'm going to go walk down to the does. I'm going to hunt the does basically meaning it's late in the year. I'm going to put all my cards on the table and just say, there's going to be a buck here and I'm going to play it like there is. And so when I go back to the truck, she's sleeping because the seat warmers, <laughs> so she fell, she, she fell asleep. And, um, it's, so I, I didn't have the heart to wake her up and, and she, uh, she didn't care. And, and, uh, so I, I go and I go about, it's pretty far to the, to the deer to get to the deer, probably close to three quarters of a mile to half a mile to get to the deer. And, uh, as soon as I get about 125 yards where I was going to get to my kind of crest over the peak on them, um, I see them. And so I literally belly crawl all the way up. And as I'm belly crawling, I look up past the does about another 200 yards, 300 yards past the does. And so the buck was at 410 or or no, it was, it was just under four, just under 400 yards. And, uh, and I see something there and I'm like, I wasn't there a second ago. And then, so I'm literally crawling and I stop and I grab my binos and, and Oh shit, that's a white muzzle. And that's a good, that's a good buck. It looks like a good forky kind of like, kind of looked like the one behind you there, like a good forky. Mm -hmm. And, um, in my, uh, so I pull up my gun, get my gun, and in Idaho, my, my vortex took a shit on me. My vortex Viper PST, it's a, it's a higher end vortex scope that they, they offer. And it was a gen one. So it's older. It's like the first year they came out with them. And, uh, I, it, it started leaking the argon gas, I think is what oh, they put in there to keep it from fogging. Mm -hmm. And so it was foggy and it had water droplets on the inside. So it looked like you had raindrops on. And so I pull up the scope and it looks like he's gone. I'm like, shit. So I binoculars. No, he's still there. I just can't see him. And then pull up the scope, crank it up to 24 power. Oh, there he is. I can, I can see the outline of him. Okay. There he is for sure. And I crank it back down. I dial and I'm, I'm just taking my time and I'm like, God damn it. You know, I wish Kim was here. And I'm like, I, as soon as I turn my back, this, this cocksucker is probably going to run on me. He's just <laughs> watching me at this point. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to shoot him. And then I shoot and I squeeze and I touch off a perfect shot. Just broke, you know, just didn't punch the trigger and, and nothing. And I'm thinking, Oh crap. Uh, so, and then I get back on the deer and I don't see him. And I put my binoculars back up and he's standing there exactly where I'm on. I'm like, I just shoot it scruffy. What's going on here? Like, I'm like, like, do I need to run or do I need to rejack another shell in here? Cause I'm like, that thing was like a statue. I was like, Oh crap. Did I mess up? I'm like, so there's about two seconds where I'm like, do I need to like get my shit and leave or jack another shell? And I'm like, I know, I know where I'm at. I, I checked Onyx before I got here. I know where I'm at. That buck is read it up. He's just being retarded. So I, I dialed my scope, found my zero stop, cranked back to where I needed to be. And then just to make sure that I didn't miss, miss dial and then got back on him and, um, rise it right. As I'm touched, starting to squeeze the trigger, he starts to turn and he's going away. And so I put it not, I'm kind of proud of this, but not proud of the shot. I'm not, I don't condone this. I put it right on his, right on his, uh, turd cutter and I just boom. And I hit a 
perfect bullseye. I mean, a <laughs> didn't ruin, didn't ruin a fistful of meat. I mean, I, it went directly in right, right into his chest cavity and, and I barely nicked, barely nicked some ham meat. And so, um, it was like 400 yards, almost on the dot. And, and just literally I hit a quarter size target right where I was aiming and, uh, and dumped him. He, dumped right immediately. I was like, Holy crap. Like, <laughs> hell yeah, that's a good, that's bad ass. and, uh, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm able to tell people about that, but that was a good shot. And, uh, and so, you know, I don't care if I, people could kill, you know, hate me for that, taking a Texas heart shot of that far away, but, um, you don't see black tails like that every day. And second of all, I, you know, I know how good of a shot I am with that gun when I'm prone and I have my time and, and I shoot a lot, I shoot that three away at a lot. And I'm like, I know something was going on. And, and what I did is I did miss dial on that first shot. And, um, it was just me thinking I, I went 0.9 instead of 1.9. Uh, that's, that's the, all, all the mistake was. And so, um, it was, it was, that was the first animal I've killed with her ever being there. That's and, awesome. uh, I, I didn't have my pack. Um, I grabbed my, um, I, what I, I had everything but my pack and, uh, oh, my knives is what it was. And, and long story short, she, uh, she actually woke up, she heard the gunshots and, uh, she, 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 she woke up to the first shot and she said, you know, I, I didn't know if I was dreaming or if I heard a second or if I heard a shot. And then she, and then I heard you shoot again. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's definitely Garrett. You know, like, cause Garrett can't hit the broadside of a barn sometimes. And, and, um, <laughs> well, Garrett did hit the broadside of a barn and, and it was actually a pretty good buck. And, and, uh, it was really awesome being able to share that with her and, and, she loves watching me, um, process the animal. That's like her favorite part. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like given the anatomy and biological anatomy lesson as I was cutting it up. Oh, and that's cool. Here's a tenderloin. Here's, here's a ham and here's how you do this and put your foot here and hold this leg. And it was just really special for me, really special for me. Cause we've been, we've been together for over 10 years and that was the first animal I've killed with her. Um, and I kind of shot it out from under her, I guess, but you know, hey, she went to sleep. She, she fair game. She went to sleep, man. <laughs> yeah. I had same shit happened to me this year in Idaho. I got behind my favorite glassing rock and my cousin's like, Hey man, I'm going to keep going. I'm like, you're just getting farther from the truck and, and, um, it's going to have to be a toad for me to shoot it back here. So you, you go ahead, I'm going to take a nap. And then I woke up to a gunshot <laughs> and it was a, it was a good, buck. Heck it was yeah. a good buck. But anyways, it, sharing the woods with her, it's, it's just, my main goal is to, is to not pressure or anything. It's just for her to have fun. And if she wants to go home early and get pizza on the way home, we do that. I mean, it, it literally killing an animal is, the least of it. most important yes, thing, you know, and, and, and I didn't feel guilty about killing the blacktail. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a good buck. Um, and I, you know, my intentions were good and, and we're definitely going to eat the meat. Um, but I really wish she would have shot it. Cause it would have been, you know, just would have been more I special to me right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and so the, I don't know if that answers your question, but, um, you know, I, I went, that was, that sealed off my season. I was, I was going to end it four for five and just eat my tag and be happy to. And, and then it, it just, fate would have it. I went, you know, five for five and that, that finished my, uh, my That's goal serious. for the year. I wanted to go five. I wanted to go five for five, but I lost that killer mentality on, on the fifth animal and kind of, well, when that buck walked out, I quickly got it back. Yeah. That, but I don't, <sighs> There's something to be said about that, right? Because it's not, it's not about 
just killing and 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 not for us right but for for people that that may be non-hunters um that that don't understand it but those are the decisions that we make in the heat of the moment um hey you know i i i this was my intent but this is where i'm at my freezer is full and then some and i have giveaway meat which is always phenomenal to do right there's a lot to be said about where your head is at um in the game with that that's that's a big deal now you made the decision to take that buck you know, so be it. Now you got your five for five, 2020 monkeys off the back. But I, I think it says a lot yeah. that you even made that decision. And and if the wife didn't say, let's go out, you would have probably stood by that decision. I, I would have, I would have gladly, I would have stayed home and just spent time with my wife. Cause she put up with a lot of shit this year. I mean, I, she, I think she, she never even told me no once she never even hinted. And, and, and I, and to be honest with you, I never even asked like, this was what I'm going to do. And she was like, I'm going to support you like this. I, 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 she doesn't understand hunting, but she understands me. And she, she, she understood what I, what I needed to do. And, and, um, I think, I think that conversation about just because you can, doesn't mean you should, right. as far, as far as killing, like there's a lot of guys that are posting, you know, and I, it's just me and my wife. So my, my situation is different than yours. You have a whole family of two kids and a wife, right? No, they're gone. I don't. Kids are gone. It's just us. Oh, so yeah. So Brad. some kids, some people, my buddy, Brad has two kids, you know, mm-hmm. like his situation is different than mine. And so he should kill more to feed his family. Right. And cause his needs more. And, and I think, you know, I could go out and I could kill an animal probably on 99% of the hunts I go on. And I think most people probably could that put in the effort that I put in. I'm not a badass. I'm just, I hunt hard enough to make those opportunities mm-hmm. appear. Right. But that doesn't mean I should, if I can get I was having this conversation with um, a, a friend of mine recently. And, and if you could kill 10 bucks in your unit and you could, and you do every year. Yeah, that's, that's great. I'm not, I'm not bashing you for doing that, but is that what is really the best thing for the herd and for, and for other hunters? Cause if I'm going out and I'm in an area where I can kill more than what I need and I am killing more than what I need. And even though I'm giving it away, those animals could have, added to the herd for next year and could have just better, better the environment and everything. I just, I, I really, I didn't expect to do the, to struggle with the mentality of that, but um, I think killing in excess of more than what you need, even though maybe the meat's not going to waste, I still, I still, I'm not judging people for that, but I, I think that having those thoughts um, or, or those conversations, I think that I think they need to happen because, you know, there's been times where I bought doe tags and people are, probably piss people off, but I know the deer herds in our area and I know how bad they're hurting and where, at where they're hurting. And I bought doe tags literally just to eat them. And I know that's taking an opportunity from somebody else, but just because we can kill something doesn't necessarily mean we should. And if you're, if your area is hammered and you're out there shooting the little bucks and you're preventing, you know, the just good management. I, I just, you know, we shouldn't, we should like Oregon open, open season for spikes. We shouldn't be doing that. I mean, if you want to open it up to youth and first time hunters to do that, that's I think we're teaching them probably the wrong things, but you know, I think that that's a conversation we need to have. And it's not that I'm a better hunter. It's just that it, I understand what, what needs to happen 
And I understand what being responsible with what you do and having ownership over it. And I think that's a conversation that it, it's a finite resource, right? It, it, no matter how right. we view it, it's a finite resource, right? We, we are encroaching further and further into wild places, wild areas, whatever, however you want to call it. It's a finite resource. Right. And, and if we don't have those thoughts and we aren't conscientious of what we're doing in the woods, then we are hurting that finite resource even further. Um, as much shit as we talk about hunter hunting as conservation, we we have to appreciate the finite resource and and know that we have to make those decisions if the freezer's full. Um, you know, I, would I make that decision if I was trying to go five for five and I was four for five? I don't know. If it, you know, put in that position, the fact that, like I said, it's commendable. The fact that you had the thought says a lot, right? You understand the management aspect of it, um, the responsibility aspect of it, the finite resource aspect of it. I, I, we we got to be able to, we got to be able to have, again, those thought processes, you know, killer instincts right. versus is this, I can, or I should, or can I, do I want to, this is not the best decision overall, right? I just, I don't know, man. It's, yeah. Again, that ties back I, into what we were saying earlier about those thought processes and and where we are with things. Because a lot of what we see, yeah. unfortunately, is I'm going to kill something for the GNG. Exactly, and and I was even talking to um, Jared from Hunt League, and I'm like, man, I I really had my heart set on going to Arizona, and I still do, but plans fell through. Um, and I'm like, I I still want to just because I'm pissed off that about, you know, kind of about the situation. Like I planned on going and, and plans changed and I'm like, man, that really freaking sucks. But I'm like, I would literally only be going over there to fill a tag. I don't have a need. I need, I need to fill. I'm just filling a tag and I'm, and granted, I really want to go to Arizona and I really want to, I'm only going there for a big buck. I don't like, like that, that, that mule deer I killed in Idaho. Um, I really, and I still struggle with if I made the right decision on that because I took the easy way out and, and I passed up 15 bucks before I shot that one. And all of them except one or all of them actually were smaller than that buck because the buck that was bigger than that got shot by my cousin while I was sleeping. <laughs> <you're> sleeping. <laughs> and, um, and granted it was so far back there that if I was by myself, I wouldn't have shot him. Cause he wasn't, I mean, he was a good buck, but he wasn't what I went to Idaho for. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I even called my wife. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed in myself. Cause I'm, I'm being pretty negative, weak minded. Um, my, my knee and my hip are fucking hurting bad. And I'm just being really negative. And I'm, I feel like I'm bringing Jeff down and I don't want to do that. And I feel like I'm almost keeping Jeff here. My stepdad here, who's hunting with me. And he's just, he's, he's, he's in the lane. I want to be in, man. He's like, I don't care. I'm having a good time. I'll shoot a dink. I don't care. I just want to have a good time, spend time in the woods. You know, like he's just, he just loves being out there. And so, um, I, you know, I told my wife, I'm like, I want to come home and kill, I want to kill a big black tail. That's what I want to do. And, um, she's like, well, don't, you need to stick it out. You need to quit being a pussy. And I'm like, okay, need to quit being a pussy. All right. Well, um, that's pretty much how we talk to each other. And, um, so she knows me and, and she's like, I know you, you will absolutely regret coming back home early. And uh, I don't want to deal with that. And, uh, <laughs> and if you do shoot a dink, you're going to regret that too. And, um, I didn't shoot a dink. I shot a 
young, immature fork and horn that had a good fork and horn sized rack. That's pretty fair to say. Um, and I, I, when I shot it, I, I woke up that morning and I told Jeff, cause I, I was pretty beat up at that point uh, on the hunt, mentally beat up and, and physically. And, uh, and Idaho is no joke. I don't know if you've hunted Idaho, but it's no freaking joke where we were at, where we were at. And uh, I told Jeff, I'm like, you know, I just want to go back to having fun because the last three days being here have not been fun in any way, shape or form. It's been an absolute suck fest. It's 35 blowing 40 with rain. That's not fun. <laughs> and my rain gear is failing me. My scope's fogged up. My boots are leaking. My, my, my freaking sleeping bag zipper broke. My tent door zipper wasn't working. Everything was not going Everything, my yeah. way. Like I had every excuse to be negative. And I told him like, I'm just going to wake up and, and we're going to go hunting and I'm just going to enjoy the day. And I'm going to hunt with you. We're going to hunt together. We're going to hunt an easier spot. That's not so steep. And I can just go farther and, and enjoy the day. And I'm going to shoot the first buck that gets me excited, whether he's big, small, I'm going to, I'm just going to go hunt and shoot the first one that gets me the blood flowing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we did, we saw a herd of nine. They they're up about hundred yards in front of us. And there's a, just a dink. I'm like, nah, I might as well be like, that didn't get me excited at all. And then we go a little farther and we're about a mile and a half in and I see a buck and I saw the light and muzzle and that got me excited. I'm like, Oh, God, there that's he is. a buck. I pulled up the binos. My heart started beating a little faster. I'm like, he's not a dink. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, and as soon as I pulled the binos, I'm shooting that buck. And Jeff about like, you're shooting that buck. Like that's not a Garrett deer. You know, I don't shoot like Ryan Lampers, you know, sized bucks, but I shoot, I try and shoot a good buck. And, um, and I was, I was genuinely excited mm. and my heart was pumping. I had to make a good shot. I, I made two really good shots and, um, and the buck went down almost where he was standing. And I was just like, I, I got it done that was that, that got me excited. I knew it wasn't big, but I, I still got excited. And, and I'm like, that's what it was about. That's, that was the feeling and the moment I had been needing and wanting. It just wasn't the deer I had intended to take. And, you know, I still feel like I did take the easy way out, but I, man, I hunted my ass off over there and I earned that buck. And I earned, I think, I think that's I the earned the right, I earned the right to come home mm. early. You know, I, 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 maybe I'm justifying it. Uh, but I still, I'm still mentally struggling with that, to be honest with you. But when that, when that big blacktail walked out, it was like, you're an idiot. If you don't shoot this thing, this thing is freaking, <laughs> this is one of the biggest blacktail I've shot so far. And he's not a, a nice giant, bug. but a nice he was a good buck. buck. Yeah, and a you're nice an idiot bug. if you don't shoot that in the area that I'm hunting. And so not, not to over talk, but, um, that's, that's just kind of where my head's at, man. And, and I guess, yeah, I, I think, I think people need. I mean, I hate to put my beliefs on people, but I think, I think people need to be more cognizant of just because you can, should you, and, and that, that conversation needs to happen because we shouldn't be shooting spikes where I'm from. I mean, Alabama, where you have deer like fleas shoot. Yeah. You shoot like 40 does and you barely made an impact. And, and, uh, that's just a whole different scenario. And around here, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be, I, I think we need to t tighten the belt a little bit so yeah well shoot man we're uh pushing two hours man uh and i are we know, really yeah and i don't mind um but what's uh you know what's going on with on point before we wrap what you got coming up uh i know you said you're you, um, you got this thought process kind of swirling around yeah there. 
Um, right now I, I'm, I'm kind of just coming out with solo episodes. I got one more recap for Blacktail. Um, just doing, I'm not even having guests on it and I'm getting kind of good feedback on it. Just doing solo episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of got that idea from, um, um, Jake Downs. Um, who's, who's that guy's a killer. Uh, and, uh, he's done so doing solo episodes and he's getting really good feedback from it. So I figured I would, I would try my hand at that and, and, um, I'll probably do, I don't know if I'll do bow reviews. Honestly, I don't, I don't know the, if, if anybody has any suggestions listening, I guess, let me know. Um, you can dictate where on point goes from here, but, um, I, I don't know. I don't know where on point's going from here. It's not going bye-bye, but it's, 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 um, it's, it's going to be changing. I, I don't know where to or how, but, um, I, I like where I'm at now. I like the headspace I'm in. Um, I feel like I've, I'm in touch with who I am more now than I was two years ago. I think 2020 was probably a good slap in the face. Um, but you know, I'll keep uploading podcasts and, and I'll, I'll just see what I come out with for, with for gear reviews. I got, I guess the spot hog triple stack, I'll be, I got a review on that. I got to do, um, just because I told him I would, and then, um, I'll probably do a couple bow reviews, but I'm not going to expect too much more than that. Cool, man. Well, brother, it's always a pleasure, man. Um, we, we went off on a hell of, I think every time we talk, we kind of get on a soapbox a little bit. It's hard not to, do. right. Um, but, but that's okay. Right. I, I feel like it, it, it's like you said, conversations that need to be had, um, and a little bit more focus on the human element and what we're, what we're going through or struggling with, you know, just, just as a society, man, I think it's good, good conversation. Yeah. Um, if, if well, you're, you're, a, you're an awesome host, dude. And, and I, I just appreciate it appreciate it from day one when you came up to me at the uh, Northwest archery challenge and introduced yourself. And then you just, um, you're the same person today as you were then And there's, there's no ego. And, and, um, that's just, uh, for me, that's attractive. I just, I like hunting with, with guys like you and, and, um, you know, it's just, you're very real and very obtainable. And I, and I, I, I really respect the hell out of that. And, and, um, that, it's easy to get, it's easy to get an ego when you get a platform and, and the guys that do, you just see where they go and what they do. And we had that conversation before the podcast <laughs> and, and, uh, it's just, it's just unattractive. And, and I think it repels more than it helps. And your, your platform, um, granted, I don't listen to any, anybody's podcast, but I know who you are as a person. And, and I see your Instagram posts and you and I text every once in a while and you're, 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 you see what you get. And I like that. And I really appreciate it. And, and I appreciate you for letting me ramble on your podcast. No, again. I, I love so. it, man. I love it. Like I said earlier, and I said it the first time we met fan first. <laughs> well, well, if you, if you want me to upload this online, um, I won't be opposed. All right. I'll shoot, <laughs> so, I'll shoot but it if over if to you. If, if this is a Western Contours podcast, I respect that too. No, no. I'll sh- <laughs> you know, I don't, I'll, sh- I'll share it and send it. I mean, it's about building, right? It's, it's again, it's about building our community. It's about the betterment of our community and our demographic and our way of life. And if sharing this on three different platforms means that someone, 10 people, two people, five people have a takeaway, dude, I'm never going to, I'll never yeah. be against something like that. You know, it's well, foolish. And, and do I really believe feedback. in it? You know? Yeah. I've always got good feedback and, and I've seen plenty of comments where, um, you know, people are saying, Oh, I love when you guys collaborate and, and 
paraphrase stuff like that. And, and, uh, and so people, you know, people like listening to, to us get on our soapboxes apparently, which yeah. surprises the hell out of me, but I, I know uh, I'm always, I'm shocked when people are like, I love that episode. I'm like, ah, it's not like a dude, <laughs> but it's cool. All right, man. Brother, well, I'll let you get going. I, right, I do appreciate it. Yep. And, um, yeah, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, man. I'll talk to you, bro. Have a great one. You too. Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.